0: It's a white white and blue button you'll just press it says got it. Okay wait. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, my guest today back by popular demand is Ruth Morley. She's 70 years old. For almost four years now, she has followed a plant-exclusive whole plant diet free of sugar, oil, salt. She follows Dr. Esselstyn's protocol, and she is a long-distance backpacker. We had so much excitement when she was on the show. People wanted to know how she actually does it. How does she pack her backpack? How does she make her food for these long journeys? And today she's going to show us. And if you see how she's dressed, you can, you can guess that she's going to be doing that. So please welcome her back. Hi, Ruth. How are you? Hey, Chef AJ.
1: I am doing great. And I am so happy to be back with you again. Um, yeah, I've looked forward to this for a long time. And I appreciated people's comments before.
0: Yeah, well, you look great. As I was saying, and you know, I just I, the older I get, the more I'm inspired by people that are older than me because I want to learn what you guys are doing to look so good and feel so good as you age.
1: Oh, that's great. Well, I I also like people who are ahead of me. Uh, Anne Esselstyn, you know, I consider her my role model. That woman is spunky in her late 80s. I want to be spunky
0: that's fantastic (laughs) that so so what's the difference between so what are you exactly a long distance hiker I mean what do you call yourself
1: um it's a funny term I'm going to take these off now I wanted to just dress as I hike Uh, put on my hiking clothes and show you um and we're in my backpack for you
0: how, Uh, how heavy is that backpack in general
1: um Before I add the consumables, like the food and water and toilet paper, that's consumable. um, It's 15 pounds. But once I add those things, it's 25. But it's evenly distributed. So it's most of it is on my hips with this hip belt. And this just kind of stabilizes it. It's a world of difference than carrying just a regular backpack full of books. This is much more comfortable. But what I'm called on the trail is called a lasher, long ass section hiker. And by long ass, that means it could be a week. The longest I've gone was about three months. It was 900 miles on the Appalachian Trail. But my sweet spot is uh, much shorter. It's about three to 500 miles. That's still a good solid month plus.
0: That's incredible. Uh, So you're away from your home, your bed, your husband, your pets and kids, if you have them for three months. Yes. Well, not usually. Like in January, I
1: hiked for a month in... um, in florida and a month after a month it isn't quite as pretty i'm ready to be home and then i get home and then i miss the trail but it's usually about a month and that's what i'll be doing this summer ahead of me which i'll talk about later
0: so you don't miss your bed your tub all the conveniences
1: of not really (laughs) <laughs> when I'm hiking, I feel like I live there. The A brown strip of dirt just appeals to me. I just want to see what's over the next hill. I love my air mattress. I love my tent. But I do love about every fourth or fifth day, I take a day off called a zero day when there's no miles covered, zero miles. And I do relish a bed then. Uh, towards the end, yes. But my husband and I talk by phone. I have... Cell reception with Verizon, uh, more often than not. And we talk and he's just so supportive. You know, I feel like he's there with me and he is often, he usually joins me the first four or five days of every long jaunt. And he joined me at the end of the Appalachian trail. Have you always been a hiker even before going whole food plant-based SOS free? Um, I've always enjoyed it. Um, I, was mostly, my background is that I ran, I've been active, like in my 20s, I started running, and I started doing marathons in my 40s and got into triathlons. I biked across the States with a friend. Um, but I always loved hiking, I would just get on the trail and go. Ah. And so in my 60s, I re- late 50s, I started doing it on a trail in Europe, Uh, The 1500 mile GR5 that goes through five countries from the North Sea down to the Mediterranean. And that just I did that over three summers of four weeks each. And that just sealed the deal. And my body was getting really tired of running on pavement. Uh, that just really tore me up, and the, and I got onto up to very long distances, up to 100 kilometers, which is 62 miles for running a race. But boy, you're you're just beat afterwards. And so I moved into backpacking, and the trails are softer, except in New Hampshire and Maine with the Appalachian Trail, rocks, rocks, rocks. Uh, but generally, it's forgiving, and you're not in a race, so you go whatever pace is good for you. I don't, I'm not concerned about time setting a good time anymore I just want to have a good time now and extend the time that I can do this you know I'm in my 70s I hope on my 90th I'll still be hiking maybe not backpacking which indicates everything you need is on your back but definitely I hope hiking and I know of some who do that so are you, are you mostly solitary when you're hiking are you just yeah uh, yeah sure I love not, I- yeah. I love to hike alone because and without headphones, I don't listen to music or anything unless it's incredibly boring through field after field on roads. Then in the afternoon, I'll listen to podcasts <laughs> and music and books on tape. But yeah, alone, then I really connect with nature. I love talking with people as well. Obviously, I love to talk. Um, but at some point. um, I don't notice the nature anymore. So I like to connect with people like at campgrounds and hospitals. So
0: you're not really talking to people. You Because you, there are other people that are hiking, right? You're not yes. solitary.
1: I'm not alone out there. I choose trails that usually there's people on. But when I did the Florida Trail part of it in January, um, most of the people were moving north as I was uh, trying to escape the heat in January, even then. And so I would have days when I'd see two or three other hikers on the Appalachian trail. That would have been if uh, I would say 20 or 30
0: hikers, it's really populated more. Is it uh, safe? I mean, is there wildlife that could attack you or? Good questions. Oh, yeah. Good questions. Uh,
1: yeah, it is. I feel it's very safe. I count myself fortunate. I saw 17 bears on the AT. It was uh, It's 2200 miles long I'm surprised I didn't see more, but I was hiking alone and I was quiet some people didn't see that many. Um, And so I would, all I really would see of them was their bottom when they realized I was coming their bottom coming down out of the tree and running away. Uh, I never was worried about them, but I did protect my food carefully, um, so that it hopefully they couldn't get into it. Uh, people, I never had a person who frightened me. Um, one fellow believed he was Jesus, but luckily Jesus is loving, <laughs> and, he was at, and he was, he was harmless. He was at a shelter, a three-sided wooden structure on the AT that I was spending the night in, and I was a little nervous at first. He said, Hi, I said, hi, I'm Ruth. He said, hi, I'm Christ. And oh boy. Uh, So I went down to get water at the spring and called 911 and just gave him my name, called my husband, let him know what it was. But a big storm was coming. And so I didn't want to go out and camp in the big storm. So I came back up and the prayer that I didn't even dare to ask was answered. There were other hikers at the shelter who I knew. And so that was wonderful. I slept, we slept at this end of the shelter. He slept at this end. And there was no problem.
0: So that night, was a bit are you are you going inside somewhere at night to sleep or are you sleeping outdoors? Usually in my tent. Um, yeah, almost always. There's
1: areas where um, it's all mashed down and you can tell other people have camped there. But on the Appalachian Trail, which I have done, but I'm not doing now, um, has over 250 shelters, which are three sided. They call them lean twos also three sided log cabins or stone cabins with the front open and there's a wooden floor and you just throw your air mattress down there and sleep. And we just line up like sardines, I guess. What would I say? Like carrots, since we're plant-based, we line up like carrots (laughs) on the floor and you, and there's always a privy, a bathroom and well, not flush, you know, um, and usually water right there and a picnic table. So it's great socialization. I hike all day, I can't wait to get to the end. I see the shelter. I hear laughter. And it's let a good time roll. It's great. But no, I don't know of any other trails that have that many at all. Um, so, but it's it meets my needs. It's fun.
0: And so do you where do you go to the bathroom? Just like outdoors? The
1: woods are cleaner than outhouses. Wow. There, and I'll show you when I unpack my backpack um, what I use when I go to the bathroom. Um I have no compulsion. My daughter was in a park somewhere with uh one of my granddaughters who's maybe four or five, and mommy, I gotta pee, I gotta pee. She says, There's no bathroom here. I gotta go. She says, Go in the
0: woods. Grandma always does. That's so <laughs> that is that well, that is it's the truth.
1: I have no compulsion. I mean, I, I have no, uh, what I want to say? I don't mind going anywhere in the woods, even our county parks, you know, I'll look around, nobody coming. However, if you do want company on the trail, drop your trousers, guaranteed someone will walk up. That's exactly
0: (laughs) when they come up, right? That's when they come. Yep. That's hilarious. What about showering?
1: Uh, You do it every fourth or fifth day when you're in town and staying at a hostel, which has like bunk rooms and sometimes private rooms um, or a cheap hotel you shower them. Everyone smells. I never smelled another hiker because I have my own stench. Uh, I wear, I know it's not very vegan friendly, but I wear wool underwear, a sports bra that I wear all day and all night. It just never comes off. Kind of like the trappers were in the old days, you know, they just cut themselves out. They sew themselves into their long johns and cut them off in the spring. Um, And so the wool does not hold odors quite as bad but yeah if you catch a ride with someone going from the trailhead into town they automatically roll their windows down because we
2: That's, smell. <laughs> that is so funny like guess...
1: some people take deodorant very few do it's a lost cause there is freedom in being grungy great freedom Wow,
0: I, I, we I'm... call ourselves hiker trash I guess you get used to your own stench. What about, God forbid, an injury? Like if you got injured on a trail, where would you, what would you do? Um, you I can?
1: have somewhere on me an in-reach mini, which has an SOS button I could hit. I pay a subscription to have this. And um, you do that only if bone is showing or it is a dire emergency because it'll cost you big for emergency crew to come. Um, it also has... Um, I, text that I can pre-program and, I, and it's all satellite so I can send texts to my husband like I'm at the planned stop I make an itinerary beforehand so I know where I'll be camping more or less and so if I can't reach him by phone I let him know um, I have a basic first aid kit but it's not that great um, you know you can do a lot with bandanas um, I have stuff for cuts and things like that Uh, I've had stress fractures on the trail twice. I've had tendonitis. You just limp into the nearest trailhead you can find and go down to town and say, that was fun. I'll come back next year.
2: Wow.
1: Do people ever hike with their pets? Yes. A lot of dogs. uh, They're supposed to be on leashes because they, with wildlife, they might chase them uh, and the bears might hurt them. there were people worry about bears a lot it's really not a major thing if you were up further north canada or something like that grizzlies i'm not hiking up that way people often ask do you have bear spray no if i was in grizzly country definitely um a friend biked across northern u.s recently and she they had bear spray with them, and i don't blame them uh but yeah just dogs and on the appalachian trail i ran into a hunting dog who stuck with me for 24
0: hours till I could get him back to his owner at a
1: trailhead. That was fun. That
0: was fun. It would be, I think it'd be fun to have the company. You must, are, are oh. you an introvert or an extrovert? Cause you you're going long periods yeah. without people. My, my daughter, I think has it nailed.
1: She said, you are the most extrovert introvert I've ever met. I love to talk to people. There are no strangers out there and I can get their stories. But where I recharge, where I refill my bucket is alone in nature. So yeah, I would say I'm, if that's what makes you an introvert, I am. But uh, yeah, I love, I, I meditate for half an hour every morning. I do yoga. I love these solitary things, but I get me going on a conversation, particularly about food, plant-based and hiking and you can't shut me up.
0: Oh, that's cool. There's a question from Tammy. What is the name of the bra that you mentioned?
1: I think it's Ebex. I'm not going to take it off to check. I-B-E-X. <laughs> I think that, and the label's not in the front. I think that's it. But it's, the one I get is like a dark sage green. And when it's hot, I mean, I button it all the way down. Yeah,
0: yeah. Linda wants to know, do you carry like a knife with you when you hike or any other kind of protection? I carry a pocket knife that big, but that's just for cutting open packages
1: or whatever. Um, I have been known to carry pepper spray and I put it right in my pocket. Uh, And if I pass a lone male, I just kind of watch and make sure that he's continuing on. I forget to do that nine times out of 10. Um, I don't know other, I think if somebody wants to cause harm to someone, There's a lot easier places to go than hiking in mountains to find somebody to hurt. (laughs) So no, I'm not. I'm not carrying pepper spray now.
0: No. Wow. You know, you're you're a lean woman. And I'm thinking that if you're hiking that many hours a day, you probably need more calories than if you were just sitting around at home. So how do you get enough calories out on the trail? And do you ever miss your home cooking? Oh,
1: that's really good. Good question. Yeah. You do burn almost 500 calories an hour. And so I have to carry a lot more food than the omnivores do, you know, because they'll have peanut butter, they'll have nuts, tuna, all these things. They just, and candy bar
0: Snickers coming out of their
1: uh, wazoo. You made a
0: good point. Cause you said you follow Esselstyn. Yeah. And so you're probably not doing that. Now are you following him because at some point you had heart disease? Uh, Yes. I, you know, people say, what is
1: heart disease? And he says it's high higher cholesterol. And mine was up by in two nineties. Uh, that's what my family does. And everybody on mom's side dies of their first heart attack. And mom had her heart bypass when she was exactly the age I am now. And five years later, she had five heart bypasses, five of them all at once. Um, a few years later, she was gone. Uh, Yeah, my cholesterol just stayed high. And I thought, well, the HDL is high. So that's good. It's because the exercise is high because it has to be to lower the LDL. Um, You know, they they move together. Uh, So yeah, and I also have the genes that I no matter how strict I am, which I am. I can't get it below 190, my total cholesterol, but I have spoken personally with Dr. Esselstyn several, several times. He says, as you know, as long as you don't eat anything that harms the endothelial lining of your arteries, you're fine. I was on a statin for a short time. My doctor actually trained under Esselstyn. I'm so pleased, you know, and she's plant-based and she totally gets me and I get her. And, um, yeah, she did send me to a cholesterol specialist, though. She was just concerned because of my genetics. But uh, I tried a statin and I just had brain fog. I just didn't feel right. And with, I just made the decision I'm going off. And so, you know, we did that. And yes, it shot right back up to 190. But I know, you know, I just, I feel like myself. I, I, it did not feel right. It felt like a false number that it got down close to 150. It was like, yeah, that's what the number says, but this isn't me. Uh, so, but yeah, I so respect Dr. Esselstyn. You know, he has a CD: no nuts, no avocado, no olives, the thing, no coconut that are high in oil. And people say, what deprivation? No, Can not everything. That, you know, Look no, at I my refrigerator. Neighbor- I got a. I'm oh. sorry.
0: I'm sorry, Nora. But you know, I follow. I don't have heart disease. I've always had pretty low cholesterol, under a hundred. I have a history of it in my family. Wow. but I, I have done pretty much Esselstyn's diet, maybe yeah. even stricter, because I don't eat flour for 15 years, and I don't feel deprived at all. Because no. I'd rather eat huge portions of potatoes, sweet potatoes, rice, and beans than tiny portions of nuts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I look back, all I cooked beforehand basically was chicken or salmon baked potato uh, broccoli I there was such a limited I just didn't have an imagination and now my cookbooks and books about whole food plant-based I'm not kidding it's that long my shelf with cookbooks and things and many are yours for sure um, it's it's just astounding and I I love the time in the kitchen and I used to say Oh, day in the kitchen is a wasted day of my life and I meant it and in college, I told a friend, I wish I could just take a pill and never eat again. I was too thin then. I just, it didn't interest me. Now the tastes are so rich. It's just, and when I'm on the trail eating this food, I just lick out my bowl. <laughs> it's so good. And I measured, I eat vegetables for breakfast, Chef AJ. I love your saying. And it's a salad with rice, brown rice and just everything and cooked dark leafy greens. And I weighed it. I thought, okay, somebody said recently there's weighed a, a pound. Mine was a pound and a half, not counting the bowl. And I just love it. And then I have my oatmeal mixture for lunch, which I have for breakfast on the trail, which is oatmeal, cauliflower, zucchini, sweet potato, chickpeas, sliced banana, flax seeds, cinnamon, and um, powdered vanilla and no milk, just add water, and then a tablespoon of uh, balsamic to activate the cauliflower, to dilate the arteries. And I just, my, I was talking with my daughter-in-law recently and I said, if you were on death row, which she will never be, she's too sweet, um, what would you choose as your last meal? She said, I don't know, what would you choose? I said, my oatmeal. I said, it brings me so much comfort. There's nothing. She said, not ice cream or steak? Oh my God, no. I said if they were gonna get rid of me, I want oatmeal to be there for me.
0: <laughs> so yeah. But all your food is 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 being brought dehydrated, right? This is you're yes. not sitting there and cooking it fresh and how do you know to bring enough food and how i mean and to have enough food especially if you're burning 500 calories an hour and also what i think is so cool is that i think whatever you eat on the trail is going to taste amazing because you're probably really hungry because you're you're yeah. so many calories and for people that don't like the taste of the kind of food we eat i don't mm-hmm. think they do a very much exercise
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, i kind of mimic what i do at home but a lot more snacks and um, what i do is in the past and I'll be showing you more of this later. Um, in the past, I wish you could see the rubble surrounding me on the floor in my other cupboards. It looks really neat right now, behind me. Uh, I used to put my food, my dehydrated food, in, in a cook pot and I would put it on this canister and I had a little stove that opened up. I haven't used it in years, so I kind of forget. And and anyway, that attaches on top, and then that sets on here, and it you bring it to a boil. I had a bic lighter. You bring it to a boil. I have a lid, and for a boil for a minute or two, and then you set it aside. This like a beer. What do they call them? Koozie or cozy or something to hold the heat in, and just let it sit there for ten minutes, and it would rehydrate, and then I could eat it with my long handled spoon. Uh, hikers love gear like any athlete does. And, but now I wanted to eliminate all this excess stuff. And so now I do something called cold soaking, where I will, I ordered this just for this. This says Florida trail. And that is Durst in the name of my tent. Um, And I put the food in. Let's say it's nighttime. I'm going to bed. I put my oatmeal in. I put enough water to cover it and a little bit more. And I shake it up. And I just put it in my protective container that I'll show you later. And in the morning, it's ready to go. I eat it with my spoon while it doesn't have to be hot. Even if you cook it, it's lukewarm by the time you get to it. And so I eat it as I take down my tent. And then before going, I put lunch in there. I add water. I put it in my backpack. At lunch, it's ready to go. After I eat my lunch, I put dinner in there and carry it in my backpack. And so that's my cooking. Uh, as far as calories, like I said, I just eat big portions of all the meals I love at home and others I have found. And I have two snacks in the morning and two in the afternoon. And I'll show those to you. One is a mixture of fruits I've dried. Now, Dr. Esselstyn does not want people to eat dried fruits because it's just like a sugar hit and that affects the cholesterol. Um, and other it does. Things. I did not, I did not know that. Um, yeah, yeah. He says, I,
0: I, I, no smoothies and yeah, no dried fruit because I it's do a lot like, of just inject that sugar. I don't eat a lot of dried fruit in general but when I travel and can't get enough calories right. I eat dried fruit or I yep. starve. Yeah well and I'm just going to take this off it's comfortable but I don't need it on. Um, do you have to do any kind of weight training when you're not hiking to be able to carry a pack like that or just to I, eat? I really do and it's the
1: core it's the core I do I go to the gym uh, three days a week and um, don't use machines I use weights um, I do the rowing machine but I do some I my chiropractor taught me diaphragmatic breathing and I was really hurting here and I just was not using all my muscles on this side and he's just real I can't remember what it's called but it's a certain way of breathing and it really tightens the core so yeah definitely um, but I can't remember what else I was talking about but there'll be plenty of other things <laughs> so
0: well i cannot wait to uh see how you do all this
1: all right well if you'd like i've already told you my uh my background you know i thought i was eating healthy but it wasn't it was i thought it was grass-fed beef chicken and salmon lots of the quote good olive oil and i know how you feel about oil as i do uh, lots of god, I'd have like piles of almonds thinking healthy, healthy. Why won't my cholesterol go down? Well, if there's no changes, obviously, you need to make changes. Um, so now now that I do this, um, my cholesterol went down 100 points from its highest. I my pre diabetes totally reversed that brought tears to my eyes. I was so so happy about that. Um, arthritis is better, it's still knobby, but. I, t- I take um, turmeric with pepper and almond powder and ground black cumin seed every morning, just mix it up in water and gulp it. And I'm taking some supplements for those with me on the trail. Um, hypothyroidism, the medication was reduced by half. Biggest thing was the aches and pains just went away. And my husband joined me in this during COVID too. And he still eats this way for the most part. He's got his cupboard of snacks, but anyway. Um, I've never, never seen him eat meat, but our aches and pains just went away. Um, it's, uh, I have oste I had osteopenia and it developed into osteoporosis. Now this way of eating, not that I know of will improve it, but I found a method of yoga by Dr. Lauren Fishman. It's just your normal yoga moves, but you hold them 30 seconds and you emphasize pulling your muscles apart, pulling your bones apart, which makes the bones regenerate themselves. And his studies of people who do it four to six times, seven times a week, uh improve. And for me, I've been doing it three years and the osteoporosis was on a steep curve down and now it's leveled. And my doctor said, I've never seen anybody reverse it. I and right there, that was it. Yes, I'm going to. <laughs> so I and carrying a heavy backpack also helps build the bones. But yeah, I work out uh year-round.
0: So wow. how many How many days per month are you away? Do you ever have long stretches where you stay home?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, my husband's really active. Our children live. We are in Cincinnati. They live in Nashville and Cincinnati. I'm sorry, uh, San Francisco. So we always have to travel to see them. It seems like I am home in two to three week stretches and then we go somewhere. Uh, I'm not complaining. We just got back last week from Italy. I am not complaining, and I stayed on the diet. You know, I had uh, dehydrated food that I would rehydrate and put in my purse. I've heard you talk about pimping pocket in my purse or A potato, potato in, in my purse. In my yeah. purse. Yeah, I told people about that, and I I pimped. I pimped in Italy. Thank you. <laughs> so that's inc- so. You. How long were
0: you in Italy for, and what part of Italy?
1: Ten days. Uh, Venice. And this was a, this was a vacation with your husband and with our daughter and her family two teenage girls 13 and 6 15 who loved it um tuscany florence pisa and rome where it was 100 degrees no thank you oh, but Venice. Did everyone else degrees. just eat at all the restaurants yeah and i went to the restaurant and luckily they would have grilled vegetables uh, and I would just tell them doctor's orders. I cannot eat oil. I learned I studied a little Italian beforehand with Pimsler audio guides, and I could say I can't eat any oil per my doctor's orders, who I consider Dr. Esselstyn. Um, and I always had balsamic vinegar, but I didn't need it because northern Italy is known for it. They always wow. have. Yeah. So well, if you like, I could, I love talking about all this, but I would be happy to. Oh, if I could just share the other trails that I've done and then unpack my backpack for you.
0: I'd love to see what's in. Okay.
1: Inside. All right. Well, admit as I mentioned, I've done the whole Appalachian Trail and I started at eating paleo, which meant meat, fruit, veggies. And I thought and I was ba- I was dehydrating. I made my own jerkies. And I thought it was healthy, but it was definitely not. Finished up the last one tenth of it, uh, 200 miles uh, as whole food plant based, and suddenly recovery. I wasn't tired in the evening like I was before. Um, I'm also working on the Buckeye Trail, which encircles Ohio. Our state is 1,400 miles. I've done 700 of it. And I go on that for three to seven day stints. And I take my car, my truck, and my bike to self shuttle from one end to the other. Um, I did a month on the Florida Trail in the next two January's. I'll be finishing that up. And in a week, I start the Colorado Trail, which starts in Denver, and it goes 480 miles southwest through the state down to Durango near the Four Corners. I grew up there as a child, and I cannot wait. I'm just taking my own sweet time. I'm staying in lots of the little towns along the way, and my main goal is to not be injured on that trail. I've had my share of stress fractures. Uh, next summer, I have planned Tour de Mont Blanc. It goes in Italy, in France, Italy, and Switzerland. It's 100 miles. Most people take about 10 days to do it. Uh, I'm going to go with a lighter pack and just stay in hostels and hotels along the way. But I will take my dehydrated food. And what I'll do is ask. There's um, services that will transport people's luggage. Well, my only luggage is food because I. this is what I hike in right here. And Seven days a week if I was hiking. I don't have changes. Even there, I may take extra one little shirt. People will mind the stench there. Uh, But I'll have them transport my food. So I'll hike five days worth of food with five days worth of dehydrated food. And then in the middle, I'll get more. And so how I train, we've already talked about that. Lots of cardio. Um, If people are interested, how do I train for hiking? Specifically, I advise they go back to I think it was April when I was last on, on or maybe March, uh, March 30th, yeah, I was last on your show and I talked more about the training. Um, but yeah, this is, I'm, I'll show you what's in my backpack. So this is it, it looks super heavy, it feels heavy until it's on my shoulders. It's called a ULA circuit, it's only two pounds when it's empty. Uh, it's waterproof, but the seams are not, so I it's lined inside with a plastic bag. Um, I carry two bottles of water, but they're not always full because each bottle, it's called smart water, but I I refill it at streams and things. I'll show you my I was going to ask, where do you
0: get your water? And is it safe to drink from sweet streams? I
1: have, not straight. uh, I have a, everybody carries some kind of water purification system and I'll show you mine in a minute, which is in the pocket. Uh, Yes. And so- I refill that, but it's 2.2 pounds per liter. I'm not gonna carry extra four and a half pounds if I can help it. So I have two of those, and then I have one that I'll
2: explain, a little one that has a very special purpose, I'll tell you in a minute. Just get these out of the way. Um, All right, let's see here. Let's see what's in here. Now, I don't want to, Chef Aj, I don't know how we are for time because no,
0: we're, we're good, we're fine, Ruth. Because I and do
1: want to show dehydrating. So
0: yeah, I'll please do. You have to. Where's your coat? Doesn't it get cold?
1: I've got it in here. Yep, yeah, I'll show you. This is a mat that I sit on. This is toilet paper. I'm throwing everything on the floor. Bug head net in case there's
2: bad bugs. I have sunscreen in here. I have repellent, and I'm digging for my water filter. There it is in the bottom. It should get higher. We'll try to make things acceptable. All right. Oh, this is going to be
1: fun to clean up when I'm done. Uh, that's my water filter. I collect water in this bag that's all rolled up. I hook this to the bag and I squeeze it into my bottle. And this filters it of just about everything. And so that's that's the system. I collect it in streams, lakes. On some of the trails out west, they collect it from cow troughs. I'm not really choosing those trails. That does not excite me to
2: share the trough with a cow. All right, so I'm going to open this up and get things out. Oh, that little bottle is part of my bidet. I've recently started
1: using this. I'll take the lid off. I put this on, and it has a hole on one side. (laughs) and so you squat in the woods you do your business
2: first of all you take a hole I have a trowel let me get it off Did I dig a hole with and
1: like like, where where did did you learn all this Ruth Ruth,
0: Ruth, where did you learn all this did you read a
1: book did somebody show you I have books I have books for every interest I there I belong to Facebook groups And you just learn all this. I listen to podcasts. It's either about hiking or about plant-based eating, my podcast that I listen to. And experience. I've got almost 5,000 miles now under my belt. Um, But yeah, the the trowel is really great. You dig a hole and you can't leave toilet paper behind. So I have an extra Ziploc in there. Well, wait a minute. Um, I mean, who's
0: there policing the woods?
1: You don't. There's a, a phrase called leave no trace. We love the nature we climb Kilimanjaro behind major boulders on the way up be piles of toilet paper it does not disintegrate it does not melt into the ground as quickly as you think and the animals play with it and rummage in it and so I'm not going to leave you can't leave paper behind so yeah I put this on and then I squat and after I've done my business number two I yes, use my hands and my water and clean my bottom. And then I get out my hand sanitizer. And that's why I have a special bottle devoted to that. I don't want it mixing with this stuff. So yes, I'm gonna go through this quickly. Inside my pack on the top, I have a cheap raincoat that I have found to be the best frog togs available at Walmart. I have a a, uh, waterproof lining plastic bag that i'm opening here is that coat you talked about it's not vegan it is down they sell synthetic too i bought this a long time ago um, i do not hike in that if i'm cold i put on my uh, raincoat uh, i also have some gloves uh, for the cold weather they can be mittens and gloves I have, these look so funny. These are fishermen's gloves, but in the rain, it's really, there's the other ones tucked in. It's really nice to have that to keep me warm. Um, Oh, I have two headnets, okay, for the bugs. This, okay, that's the stuff that I would need to get to quickly. I have a neck buff to keep me warm. I have a wonderful little uh, windbreaker that, that just really keeps me warm if I need it. I'll get to that in a second. I have a bag of toiletries. There's a whistle that's supposed to be on the outside of my backpack in case there was a problem. A little bag of medications. I have used pepto before, an anti-diarrheal thing. This is my uh, technology bag that goes with me in the tent at night. Charger, a battery charger, a little journal called Write in the Rain, um, a headlamp. These are my three bags.
0: Ruth, where, Ruth, 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 Where <laughs> do you yeah. charge your? Where are you able to charge your cell phone?
1: On every tree.
0: No, I'm kidding. Um, I
1: go to town every three to five days, and so if I see in a stretch, I'm going to have, like on Florida Trail, I had an eight day stretch with no town, so I had my husband in a, a mail drop. He mails me my food. He uh, sent me another battery pack, so I have two of those. And that will charge my phone three times. I have an app on my phone that um, it shows the trail, it shows where you are, it shows where the water is, where town is, it's a wonderful app called Far Out. And uh, that's how I know where I need to go. And it can operate on um, airplane mode. So it doesn't use mine. Uh, Okay, I have, these are camp shoes, just cheap $1 flip flop. Now this is my air mattress. It is insulated. Uh, I sleep like a, I freeze, I freeze. So this is a nice insulated air mattress. I love it. This is my tent. It's only two pounds. It's amazing for backpacking. If you're willing to pay, they're willing to make it for you. You know, it's, I love this, love this tent. It's, and it's not, it, you see it. I have no tent poles. I use my hiking poles. Now they're not in their extended extended form right now, but those hold my tent up because I'm not hiking while I'm sleeping. So there'll be one there, one there, and it holds up my tent. And then tent stakes all the way around. So it's a one. There's many tents that do that now. Now this is the coolest thing in here. Oh, that's that's a rain skirt instead of pants. You think, is it going to rain or not rain? This thing, I just slip it on and I'm fine. It goes to about here and I can hike well in it. I don't care if my ankles get wet. This is how I store my food nowadays. It's a bare canister and I'll open that in a minute. Inside is three days worth of food. And then in the bottom are the things I don't need when I'm on the trail just at night. This has has clothing in it. Uh, it's This is my hiking outfit and I can put... Leg leggings on here, this that attach to this, and make it. I usually wear something the long pants to so I don't get ticks. My clothing is all treated tick repellent, insect repellent. These are SP 50, I think. In here are long John's top and bottom uh, for sleeping in every day. I never hike in those, they stay. It's sacrilegious to and a t shirt if it's a little cool, I put it under, under there. And then in the very
2: bottom is my quilt and this one is rated to keep me warm and comfy down to 10 degrees
1: <laughs> there it is
2: I uh, don't you just love that
1: color that, I that's do.
0: incredible that you you're pulling all this out of your backpack and Gina, i would know just, you know like mary gina, poppins Mary it poppins. just keeps expanding gina would like to know if you have a list of everything in your backpack
1: yes and Hikers are crazy about gear, most of them, and we do spreadsheets and we weigh it on postal scales so we can tell people when they say, "How much does your pack weigh?" You can say 15 pounds. The goal is to keep have the lightest pack possible. Don't take things you want; you've got to need them. Now, if you're willing to carry it, fine. But those, I'm going to be going over the mountains. I'm going to be above tree line uh for days i'll be up at 13 8 uh, almost 14 000 feet and those mount You're gasping for gasping for air then so uh yeah i try to make this light as i as possible i know it's amazing how that just fluffs up i sleep like a baby in that uh it with the air mattress is a little tiny inflatable pillow too which just really makes a difference some people just put their clothes in the bag under their head. Well, I'm wearing all my clothes when I sleep off and I just, I'm so cold. Um, so no, I don't I do not do that. I like that.
0: So okay. there's no, no electricity for a space heater, huh?
1: <laughs> That'd be a long cord that you would need, yeah. So people ask, why do you dehydrate? Um, I'll get into the dehydration now. Um, because it the food is lighter. And you can take healthier food. Um, And let me just find where I am in my little notes here. So you Um, dehydrate, you don't freeze
0: dry. You dehydrate. Right.
1: And I was going to talk about the difference between them. With dehydrating, here's one of my dehydrators. Warm air, there's a fan in the back. I'm going to talk about these specifically in a minute. A fan in the back that blows out. And it's with dehydrators, it's the warm air and the fan that makes the food dehydrate. And so it loses 70 to 90% of its moisture and it shrinks the food some. For me, that's a plus because I've got to cram it in here. This is three days worth. And I just practically step on it to make it fit. For most people, it's they can fit four days worth in here. But um, I'm fine with it. I get four days of food at a time from my husband. He mails it to the hostel, hotel, or a general delivery post office of the town that I'm going through. And um I can I can make it because I'll eat day one's food and put day two through two, three, and four in here. Um, and so for instance, three small apples weigh a pound, but two ounces for for it dehydrated. That's a big difference. Wow. Now granted When I'm in town, I eat fresh food, I'll go to the supermarket, I'll get frozen stuff, I'll buy sweet potatoes, wherever I stay, I've got to have a microwave and a refrigerator, mostly just the microwave and a sink uh, does me and I will eat things from cans if they're high in sodium I rinse, 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 um, and I can make a really good food. So I don't eat when I'm in town for the most part, except my oatmeal. I just love it too much. Uh, So that's dehydrating. A bit of nutrition is lost, but the food lasts up to one year, but I've had it last longer, but it's probably losing more nutrition. But nonetheless, a lot more nutrition than what I see other people eat. Ritz crackers with mayonnaise on it. Um, Seriously, seriously, I should know better. Um, can the sweetened um, cereals with M&Ms thrown in for dinner oh my god these are adults but they think it's a chance to that rules don't apply the body does not appreciate that the equipment is much cheaper these are my two dehydrators an Excalibur nine trays and this is a Nesco garden master and it comes with four trays and I ordered two extra and it This is only, this was $100 and that was 370. And when I explain them, I'll tell you, you know, the pros and cons of them. Freeze drying is a whole different thing. It looks somewhat similar to that, but bigger, Um, not the container for food, but the whole machinery. It deals with extremely cold temperatures, minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit. It forms a vacuum and then it alternates heat and cold. This is magic that I do not understand. I read it so many times I couldn't understand it.
0: So so do you also have a freeze dryer? No, because,
1: and I never will, because they cost $2,300 to $5,000, Yes, and they're smaller than that, the one that I saw, Uh, but 90% of the moisture is removed and it doesn't shrink. The texture is a little different. I have eaten freeze-dried strawberries and it's like they're airy. I just love what I have. Now, I can't eat potatoes and things like that um, dehydrated uh, without reconstituting them the sweet potatoes I can on, but potatoes never it just doesn't work out but I don't need to uh the food though for people who are preppers freeze-dried the food lasts 25 years so that's amazing but yes the the equipment is a ridiculous price uh the pros and cons the initial ex- ex- expenditures on the equipment and for me it costs about 15 dollars for each package bill mails to me but there's, I don't drink alcohol. Uh, There's, I don't eat out in town except what I buy in the supermarket. Um, And I don't pay for dialysis and heart transplants and everything else. So my way is still cheaper. It takes a lot more time. It is, this has become my hobby and it takes time. I cook the food, either I dehydrate complete meals or I dehydrate individual things, which I'll show you in a minute um but once i put it in the dehydrator it's there for eight to ten hours but i do go in maybe once or twice and i'll show you i rotate the trays so that they're all the air distribution is even on all the trays so i don't just ignore it completely but i'm not really active with it um so it's easy to overeat these things. I mean, when I, I've been dehydrating like a crazy woman the last two months to get ready for Colorado Trail in a week. And I sample, 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 you know, of the, the, the cooked meals as I'm putting it in. I wonder if these oatmeal cookies are done yet. I think I need three or four more to know. Um, And so I gained a couple pounds just dehydrating. And you do need to drink more water, especially like I make cookies that I'd like to show you sometime. Um, And you have to almost rehydrate it in your stomach or it's going to pull it out of your gut. And so I drink a lot of water then. But it is certainly it's much healthier to eat the fresh Food, But I just can't carry it with me. I might bring an apple or a banana so travel well, but when I leave town, I might cook up some baby potatoes and eat those the first day. Uh, You can buy dehydrated in individual ingredients and meals, but the meals are high in salt. Ann Esselstyn, I spoke with her once and she said they she'd been sent samples and she did not care for the taste. This, I am in love with the taste. Um, and you get a great sense of self-sufficiency. You just feel really cocky and proud of yourself for doing this, taking care of yourself. So I'll show you, before I dig into this, I'll show you my two dehydrators. Uh, first of all, if you want to play with it, if your oven goes down to 140, you can dehydrate in there. And what you do is you would put your food, I'll show you how I cut it up. You would put your food on trays. Uh, years ago, Chef AJ, before you got a food dryer, you used crispies, which is like a cookie sheet. Yeah. A I have one and my husband gave it to me for Christmas one year and I use it because I don't have a dryer. And that would work very well. Just put a cookie sheet on or just put your food on a tray. Um, and you'd put it in the oven and leave the door open partially like with a wooden spoon in it and yeah, but it's got to be at 140 if it's higher you're going to get a casing a hard hard bit on the outside of the food and it'll never dry on the inside that's one way to try you'd only put two trays in it yeah. you know a time. i
0: just find that it doesn't come out as good as in a, no. in like in the uh, excalibur you know no i agree completely um and
1: and think of the if it's dehydrating for 10 hours that's a lot of utilities you're using Uh, my Excalibur 9 tray that's my baby that was my original it has been serving me for I think about seven years yes it's supposed to come off (laughs) yeah that's how the door removes and I'm going to move it up here so we can see it come on out baby you can do it yeah it says oh you have misused me so many years I'm going to miss stop working. Never a problem with it though. Um, In the back, it has nine drawers and they don't
2: have a mesh tray on it. But if I can move through my rubble here, (laughs) this is just crazy. Here we go. The Excalibur itself is $370. And you need to buy these,
1: and I'll look at the price in a minute. These are just mesh trays so that you can put fruits, vegetables, anything that's not liquid on that, so it doesn't fall through. And you can buy Paraflex, silicone sheet. There's a nice clean new one, and I remember once, Chef AJ, you were showing yours uh, quite a while ago, and it looked about like that. You can see which one has been used most. Um, it's amazing I use these in the oven as well on this I put wet things like salsa hummus whatever um, and so the sheets the paraflex are three for fifty dollars and the mesh ones are five for twenty dollars so it it adds up but I use this food when I travel a lot so it, it really it really serves me well and so yeah the fan is in the back and it it rotates rotates through the box. I've learned that these middle ones heat faster. And so midway, I will turn them and put that in a lower position. And I presently have some food in there that I'm gonna play with in a minute with you. And we shall see what happens with it. Who knows, I've never done a cooking demo before. And you this know, comes off just for ease. You can buy them with glass doors. I just prefer this. This is yeah, the I, I love one. my
0: Excalibur. You mentioned that, you know, but you don't take bananas. They get so mushy. Have you ever had dry bananas? Because I love to take those when I travel.
1: Well, that's what I um, let's see if I have.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have, oh, and I want to clarify a question from Gina. She didn't mean like, do you just have a list of what's in your backpack? Can you make the list available to other people?
1: Uh, um. yes.
0: Because they're asking for the list.
1: Yes, I have a Facebook page.
0: Yeah, and it's it's in the show notes.
1: Yeah, Heart Healthy Hiking. I will put that in there tonight. Okay? It's a good
0: start. Perfect. Um, And there's a question if you ever get altitude sickness at 13,000 feet.
1: I have been to, I believe it's 19,000. I've climbed Kilimanjaro and I think it was 19. But we go day by day by day, not more than seven miles um i'll just get a little dizzy and that and then just take things slowly i'm going to take this off so it doesn't fall again i'm sorry if this was all noisy so that's my excalibur and i really value it because i have i have so much space on these trays and when i spread something like this is a hummus when I spread something, look at that, it's unobstructed and I can get one whole port, one whole recipe in there. Uh, and I've just had so many years with this. I started doing this in 2016. I started hiking Appalachian Trail the next year. Uh, so this is my new one. This is the new baby uh, because it's the most popular round one and more affordable. And then I wanted to be able to compare it Um, For people and for to have backup because when i'm getting ready for a trail, you know I need a lot of food, a lot of food, Um, so this is the nesco garden master digital pro it has a timer and it has digital controls, this has a timer and it has manual controls.
2: Uh, I actually like
1: discovered I like the manual better because we had a blackout, which we seldom have, and this just stopped them when the electricity came back on. That kept chugging. I have it going overnight sometimes. I'll put something in. Uh, I'll put something in like at 4 a.m. and I'll set my timer, a separate timer that I have to turn this on at 4 a.m. I'll put it in when I go to bed and it turns on at 4 a.m. And then when I'm up at seven or eight, I can switch the trays and by 10, it's done. And then at noon, I'll put another batch in. So I'll do a daytime and a nighttime and morning, two batches if I really wanna get things done. This comes with four trays. I ordered two more and it has, let me, I'll take this off. It has its heater in the top and it goes right through the center. I'll show you.
2: Just a second, let me get rid of something. There's some more hummus. I'll show you. It goes right through the center. And it it, there's no little tunnel there. It's just all it makes
1: its own tunnel. And it's just a base in the bottom that catches the crumbs. And it works well. I've been very pleased with it, but mostly the top two trays get the best treatment, and the bottom gets very little. You can put up to 20. Trays on this. I don't know.
0: Wait, 20 trays?
1: Wow. 20. 20. They show it. They say 20. Sure, put it on, but nothing's happening down here. So I'm done with this. But you must, you see, these look like they're big enough to hold things, but food gets really small and you need to cut it small. So you have to order these trays as well. And those go on and then nothing falls through. And if you want to do liquid, there's two options this plastic one, which is much cheaper. And we're gonna see, I had not used it before. We're gonna see how it did today. And that this goes on here and it has a slight lip so you can put liquid on there. They also have this. It's um, from China, the name Bright Kitchen. That sounds, a lot of Chinese things have lyrical names like that. But I ordered, they don't make it bigger. So I made it for the smaller version of this and you lose yet more space, so you lose all this space, you lose this, and it was hard for me to, I don't know if this will fall apart when I tip it, this hummus that I made this morning, uh, it was hard for me to spread it, because with the other one, I just take the back of a spoon and just do this, but but it did it, and it's fine, but look how little compared to
0: here. Well, you know, Ruth, what you're showing isn't just useful for, for backpackers, but for people trying to get hummus through TSA. Hummus gets taken away.
1: Yes, yes. And you just put it in a little Ziploc or something. I use a stancher that you can buy anywhere. They're pricey, but it really seals. And then you add water and in five minutes max, you have hummus. And you just do it on the plane or when you get to your destination or whatever. I travel with that all the time. Yeah, it's great. So these, um, I've been pleased with it. I'm glad to have it. If you're really trying to save money, what I would personally do is buy the four tray of this.
0: Ruth, how much water do you have to add to it to uh, to rehydrate the hummus? And where are you getting the hot water? You don't need hot water. Oh, you don't need hot water, okay. I use,
1: my typical lunch on the trail is dried veggies, <clears throat> mushrooms, peppers, et cetera, et cetera, that have been rehydrating. And then a bag of hummus, or I just put it in with it, but that hummus in five minutes, and it gets thicker and thicker and thicker as the time goes on. So you keep adding water. Um, I should have had a bag here. Um, <clears throat> this is an example. I save some of my dehydrated food in mason jars, and there's I after I cook the hummus, And after I make the hummus and dry it, then I put it in the processor and grind it up. This one was a bit coarse, I don't know why. Usually it's a finer powder. So yeah, that's the Nesco. And I personally would say get the four tray in this so that you have the unobstructed, you don't have the hole. But if you, I'm happy I have this though. I'm trying to figure out what I need to do to put it back together again.
0: Never ever thought of starting a business, selling your hummus
1: to backpackers and travelers? No, because what I would charge, they wouldn't pay. It is, it, this is all very labor intensive. You have to enjoy it. And no, <laughs> I, and people have said, have you ever thought of writing a book? No, I, the title of it would be, I'd rather be hiking and the book would be empty. Um, I don't, I don't have any interest in that. Um, how to dehydrate. It's good to have, if you can, a dedicated area for it. I had this running up here this morning while I was dehydrating the hummus that's in it. And I got really tired of the noise because it it can be noisy.
2: Let's see if it'll cooperate here. I'm sure it will. Now you're a ways from it, but it goes nonstop. Where I put mine, we live in a house
1: that was built in 1890, so it's not real convenient in many ways. Um, In our dungeon, in the basement, which is dry, I have a laundry area that we had made with under-the-counter washer and dryer, and I have my... One this micro, this uh, I was gonna say microwave, this uh, dehydrator on it, and I have also it's like a second kitchen down there, and I have a nice deep sink here so that I can wash my trays and things, uh, wash my dishes, and then I have drying racks that I can hang the trays on to dry. Uh, it really helps, and I have two deep freezes and a refrigerator where I store food uh, after I've dehydrated it. So it's nice if you have that, or at least I wouldn't put it outside in humid weather. People in Florida, if they put it in their garage, you you don't want, it's pulling the moisture and heat out of the food. And it's going to have a really hard time doing it if it's moist and hot where you're doing that. Uh, When you are doing things, you want to chop and cook your foods uniformly, you know, make the slices eighth of an inch to a half an inch little chunks of food um very uniformly and i'll show you some of my favorite uh, favorite tricks of the trade that i have when i'm doing bananas of course you can always well and eat the end um you can always just slice it but if there's a fun gadget why not and so I found this one that I like. There's other options. I oh, I have black, that
0: one. Yeah, I, yeah that.
1: I put a black line there. That means thumbs do not cross this. And so I have to remind myself how I do it. While it's closed, I put this in. And they came out, all these little slices. And so uniform. It's really great. It's a good hand workout, too, I'll tell you. But you've got to watch out for those babies. Oh, my gosh. And then when you put it on the tray, let's just put it on this since it's here. And I'm gonna use that. I could put it on here, but this is easier to wash. You want to have space so that the air can get around it. You don't need it that far. I mean, just that one's too big to so eat. It. That's the rule. That's how I gain weight while I cook. Um, yeah, and just leave space for it to, to um, be circulated around. So that works. And then midway, some of them, I go in and I flip them or I stir things up. I found with bananas, they get sticky, leave them, let them do their thing. When they're done, they'll come off. They're fine. So, okay, there's my bananas. That's how I do those sometimes. Um, Another tool, oh, what I do too. When I travel, I take this knife sharpener. It's lightweight, not on the trail, but when I'm traveling by car or air and wherever I go and I cook. If I check a bag, I include that too. A good knife, as you know, Chef AJ, this makes all the difference. For apples, I want to make chunks. I like this apple peeler and I already put the apple on it. It's fastened on prongs. Okay, let's see if we can make that stick. Doesn't like a wooden
2: cutting board. There we go. And I just leave the peel on. And it has now cut a spiral. And then, I don't know if you can see it or not, I hope. I've got all these little slices and I just make them
0: again as uniform as possible so they'll dry equally. Yeah, Mm because buying dried bananas is really expensive. Yeah. And often I I buy a company called Barnana and they're delicious, but they're costly. Uh huh. And so often sugar is added, unless you look.
2: And so if I was cooking these, aside from eating them, I would spread them out single layer as best I can. Yeah, really make sure they're apart. Otherwise, the machine thinks it's one big piece. So there we go. And just keep eating them. Mm -hmm. Don't mind me. Um,
1: All right, so there's that. And I love my bench scraper for picking things up. I love that. You can use this for smaller bits, but that works really well. You can soak these things In an acidic solution, like citric acid powder or lemon juice, if you want. (laughs) Don't mind me as I Uh, uh. Um, choke. But it doesn't bother me if they turn brown. I don't care. There's one fruit I buy, and it's blueberries. They take forever. You have to blanch them or cut them in half or poke each blueberry with a hole, and they can take 24 hours waste of time I buy them and mix them in with my fruit mix veggies again the same thickness some you can do you can dehydrate raw um if but I cook most I'll blanch them or I do my regular cooking times mushrooms I soak in balsamic um vinegar
2: and let's see if I can find some here
1: I soak them in balsamic vinegar and then I uh, cook them on the stove and then dehydrate i there we go. That was and sealed. Hey,
0: hey, Ruth, here's a fun question from Carol. Since, Good. You're gone, since you're gone so much, does your husband also have a hobby or a passion that he does? He
1: is busier than I am. He just doesn't go away. He stays here to be busy. He works a lot with youth group in the church. He's been the leader for years and years and years and really relates with him well. He works with inner city boys at a shelter house he is president i mean leader of a golf chapter for the quote mediocre golf association our son's uh, association with thousands of members for mediocre golfers whose motto is forgive me people for my language face it you suck because it's for bad it's for bad golfers well people who take their golf seriously but not themselves and he he has a chapter in cincinnati with quite a few members bill does triathletes he's highly ranked in that at his age at 71 and in his age group uh he is busy he scarcely notices i'm gone except when he at night he reaches and there's no one in bed but but we talk every day
0: yeah and uh, yeah. you um you said that he joins you for a few days on a lot of these hikes right yeah we have hiked together in many
1: countries he enjoys it just not as long as i do i am happy with um A month is my best time. Do you ever take your kids a week?
0: Have you ever taken your kids with you?
1: Uh, As children, they hiked in the Himalayas and in Thailand. We lived in Japan 10 years, so we did a lot in Asia. Uh, now they would not our daughter is afraid of bugs and our son is just too busy and he's so far it just and granddaughters we took when they were little but now they're they've learned to be afraid of bugs and I've said this is a bug's world and we are visiting it we need to get used to them but when you have that fear you know you can't talk your way out of it these are my uh, mushrooms that I soak in balsamic and are so good I wish I could share with you all but don't mind me as I eat and now to read seal this. I'll show you my sealer if we have time. I don't know. Whoops. I don't know how you are for time.
0: Well, can you, can you wrap it up in the next few minutes possibly? Yes, I will. Thank I you.
2: Will.
0: Um, so let's see. I do
1: rice. I do beans. This is all dehydrated. There is black beans. There's tomatoes that I put on in my trail mix. So let's see what is in this food, in in this basket. What do I take on the trail? Okay, I'm gonna separate here my snacks. Okay, there's a fruit snacks, just mixed dried fruits. I just eat like that and drink a lot of water. There's more, this is three days worth. This is a carrot and parsnip chews, just kind of a bark. And this is a trail mix, chickpeas, Uh, tomatoes, peppers. Uh, I like to put a grain in there, often just raw oats. Uh, I do love my cookies so much. Um, And your cookies are bananas and oats? Bananas, oats, and many more things. And I'm not going to tell you because I want you to have me on again.
0: (laughs) Okay, maybe you'll make some cookies. Do you ever make granola? Because when I travel, especially internationally, I need to bring a lot of calories. So I make granola, like out of bananas. It
1: would be like that. These are cookies that have, um, why are they purple? Beets, beets, beets. Okay, I'm I'm working my way through. These are cooked greens that Dr. Esselstyn approved with a little packet of balsamic in it. Here's my wonderful oatmeal. Since there is cauliflower in it, which is a cruciferous and one of the, quote, greens Esselstyn recommends, it has uh, balsamic vinegar ready to go in there. And water. This is lunch. It's root vegetables, potatoes with greens, lentils, and hummus in there. With since there are some um, uh, some of the greens in there, I've got the balsamic in there that activates it. Uh, that is tortilla pie. No, this is my granola. Never mind for breakfast. It's hard to tell. Uh, this is more granola. Three days worth. Split pea soup. And I add more of the vegetables with it and rice to fill me up, that is a dinner. Uh, here are just beets, I love beets. And those also with the balsamic vinegar are great dilators for the, your vascular system. This is a lunch, potatoes, lentils, vegetables, greens, and hummus. There's hummus in the bottom. <clears throat> and this is potatoes, one lunch I love. Is your nutritionist, what do you call it? Nutritional mashed potatoes? Uh, what's the mashed potatoes where parsnips are in them too? Yes. Oh my God. I love those. Um, and I, I've got it written down here somewhere, but, oh, you, there we go. There we go. Let's just nutrient rich mashed potatoes in own your own. I've got the book here somewhere.
0: Maybe On it's an unprocessed. Yeah. I think it's from unprocessed.
1: Oh, is it? Okay. I think I... I'm sure it is then. I had written that down, but let's see. No, nutrient rich potatoes, page 165. Maybe it's in unprocessed too. Those are so good. And I add more potatoes to it and all the other things. Uh, This is a little pack, a day pack that I take with me. Um, I dry unscented baby wipes, just out in the sun on an old screen. And then I fold it up. And that's what I have washed my face at night. And then I wash my arms to get sunscreen off. And then I wash other things. And that's what I wash with. And then I save it to if I need it when going in the woods sometimes. And then I also have chewable toothpaste tabs. I have uh, the few supplements that I take there. And then I have my thyroid medication in a waterproof airtight thing on me at all times. So Bill sends me one of these per day. And that works out well. So how do you store these foods? You know, obviously I've got it like this. I put a, a whole day's worth food in a gallon bag and I put it, I've got them stacked in one of our deep freezers and I'll just tell Bill on the itinerary, send four days of food to Breckenridge, Colorado by this date and it always gets there. UPS, they they use UPS and FedEx more there right now. They have troubles with the um. Uh, with the u.s postal service and how do you store it as you've seen i do a lot of these in in the jars and i have a food i'm looking oh i was going to show you also this is another way not everybody carries these they're they're a little heavier but the animals cannot get in them and to open that i have to use a quarter and i've never seen a bear carrying a quarter they cannot open those up.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of
1: bears, but this is called an ursac and it's f- extra strong. They've got different levels on, of them. They say this one, no animal can get into. And you line it with a opsac, which is supposedly odorproof. But but the zippers tend to break. And a bear, this is crazy. A bear's sense of smell is 2000 times that of ours. They've got this huge nose and just unbelievable. So you put your food in there and it's lighter weight and you just tie it to a tree. It doesn't up high, down low, it doesn't matter. Bears climb trees. Uh, Some people take rope that's bright and they string it between the trees. That's the safest way to do it. Um, But I can't throw rope, I can't do it. So I'm willing to carry the extra 20 ounces and take that. Uh, But yeah, I I have the food saver. Um, vacuum sealer, and it will seal up bags. For instance, I've got there's my husband coming in. Hello, dear. Shh. <laughs> I've got um, a bag here somewhere of cookies, and it's, never mind. Um, but you can put it in bags that come with that. There they are, and it shrinks out all the air. But I can't fit that in here, so I don't do my meals. I mean, it's really rigid. But just for having things on hand, I have all these jars and I can just put together loose meals and add hummus and I've got a meal. Um, So I think that is basically the gist of it. Um, I just, oh, you can do bread products too. I cannot make muffins anymore. If they're in the house, as you've discussed, I know they're in the house. I'll say, Bill, the last four muffins are yours. Not if he doesn't get to it before dinner because I just, I can't help myself. So I I have started slicing it and dehydrating it and putting it in uh vacuum seal, but I would still open. It. I don't make them anymore, but that's for him to take on the trail. Um, and my cookies that I make that I will not give you the recipe yet.
2: All right. <laughs> um, well, there's that's no that's
1: need it. to bake them. I just dehydrate them and yeah. that's it. Yeah. So, so that's pretty much it. Um, it's It's a real fun hobby. It takes a lot of time. But when I have what I need done, it's like, ah, good. And then I make extra and I can pull from it when we travel.
0: I know what you you mean about muffins because I'm testing recipes for my upcoming book. And I make these corn muffins. And when they have them, that's all I want to do is eat them. So I send them home with people. So Randy says, do you ever eat dehydrated foods when you're not on the trail? Just like at home?
1: No, it's too much work to make them. Yeah, I will. If we're going by airplane, I love to take my trail mix, which is the chickpeas and veggies and red peppers and tomatoes. Um, This is a wonderful thing to have. But no, it's it's so much work. I just save it for the trail. But I happily share with my husband when he comes on the trail with me. uh, Anything to keep encouraging him to eat this way. And I'm just really pleased.
0: And there's a question. Have you ever seen Bigfoot? And what do you do if you see a bear?
1: (laughs) um first time well bigfoot no i just don't believe it um they say that they communicate by knocking on trees i think it's bigfoot searchers knocking to each other um no down in uh the everglades where the florida trail starts and i started in january uh they had pictures from a long distance of bigfoot in in the everglades i thought "Uh uh-huh where'd you get the costume so no (laughs) I have not Um, if I see a bear I count myself as lucky and the first one I saw I was scared and I took my poles and I said no bear no and that was fine he turned and ran away he was at a berry bush and I think he was just getting around the bush anyway and going Um, I saw a snake just in a county park recently and it's like it's your your place people thank you you're beautiful I'll never touch you I don't like snakes but um, I count myself fortunate
0: yeah. That, and that's so neat. Florence wants to know if you post your uh, trail mix recipe on your Facebook page. I will do that
1: along with the sear list. Yep. But you have to, you could make it if you bought the dehydrated. I can't remember the name. There's some Harmony House comes to name my mind as maybe a company that does sell good quality dehydrated individual yeah. activity.
0: Uh, yeah, they I, they even have they have like squashes and greens and everything. Yeah, and
1: you, so you can make your own. Yeah, oh, well, you and are I not- like to add the chickpeas and and some kind of grain. Sometimes I before I really we got serious about eliminating gluten, I would add some of Rip Esselstyn's granola in there too, but no, his big bowl cereal.
0: Well, thank you so much, Ruth. You're such an inspiration yeah. and such an oh, interesting person. You.
1: It's so much fun to do. And it's such so much fun to share with other people. It's so
0: funny, like, because I'm an introvert too. People think I'm an extrovert, but I just want to be at home. It's like, the last thing I want to do is go anywhere. And you just want to be out there. So fantastic. But I'm alone out there. My
1: daughter said, don't you ever get lonely? I said, no. I said, I'm alone, but I'm with myself. I'm with myself. But on the trail... I'm more alone than I am here. You know, my husband's in and out, in and out, going to all these places, uh, home for two weeks, and then we're going to go see daughter. Then we're going to go see son. Then we're going to all meet or do something. And on the trail, I am walking, I'm eating, and I'm sleeping. And Mm -hmm. I really like that.
0: And I bet your whole food plant-based Esselstyn SOS free diet gives you the strength, endurance, and energy to keep doing this well into your 70s.
1: I recover so much better. Yeah. So much better. I just, yeah, it, it's a part of me forever. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Ruth. You're a delight.
1: Thank you, Chef AJ. I appreciate and
0: it. My pleasure. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow a bit earlier at 9 a.m. Pacific time when I'll be talking to Dr. William Lee, the host of the New York Times bestselling book, the author, not the host, I'm the host, Eat to Beat Your Diet. He's got a lot to say about metabolism. Take care, everyone. Thanks for watching.
2: Bye-bye.